Welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent. And damn, it has been quite some time since I did a podcast. Um, Actually, back in June, previewing the NBA Finals was the last time I ever did a podcast. Um, Definitely slacking. Uh, Was slacking, but now I'm back and ready to um, pick up this um, ball and get it rolling. Um, So, last night was a really, really good game. Uh, Second good Thursday night game in a row. Um, Very, very rare. Uh, between the uh, Rams and the Seahawks. So before the game, I did chop it up with my homie Eves, and we talked about um, both of those teams so far this season and expressed some concerns and so forth and what we like. Um, So that will be discussed first in this episode. And after that, I have a conversation I did with one of my cousins um, about power so far and season six, you know, the final betrayal and what we think about it so far and what we think will unfold as the season unwinds. Um, so that's going to be the focus on this episode. Uh, for news, um, me and my homies, uh, shout out to Shells, Barack, Ace, Sports Shop Talk. We are coming back this year, scheduled to shoot on the 15th. Um, so we should be dropping our first episode, new season, this month. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We'll be on YouTube and um Social media will have some clips and so forth to on Instagram, Twitter. So again, be on the lookout for that. And we can get this started right now. So here it is. The Mr. Vincent Podcast, episode 18. Enjoy. What's going on? My God, how you doing, man? Long time to talk. Keeping busy, working, working, working. Still, still at the same place. Uh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, still doing the, still doing the. Account. Okay, that's what's up, man. How, how was yep. you? Um, it was good. It was good. I can't complain. It was. Uh, I did did a lot of traveling in, in the New England area, not too far. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Just a little bit of sightseeing. Went to some, went to some music festivals, stuff like that. Kept it all key. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, I don't really go. Oh, uh, I was at Miami for this journalism convention for career fair uh, in August. That's about oh. all the travel I did this year. Yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> uh, definitely hoping to get out there maybe early, like maybe earlier, maybe like maybe next spring. Well, you do know the Super Bowl's out there, right? I do, I do, I do. I'm thinking about going. I'm not going to the game, but I might as well go out and just have fun at all the festivities and so forth. So if I go, I got to buy my ticket like next month. That might, that might be the way, but sometimes I don't know. I get kind of wary of those type of things. Just sometimes there's too many, too many knuckleheads out there and try to avoid, avoid like the crush of people. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, I had that. I had that. I definitely. So, uh, man, so you watching the game, the game tonight? The NFC West, NFC West battle, Rams and Seahawks. I am gonna watch that game. Um, it's, it definitely projects to be a good one. Um, right now, I'm just, I'm just wondering when they're gonna gonna give Gurley more touches. Like he's not touching the ball at all during games. It's like they they're platooning him with Malcolm Brown. It's it's kind of weird to see. Yeah, I think they only had like about five carries last game in that loss to the um, Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to see that game. I think I had the other game. Projected on my um, on my because uh, sometimes I catch I was I was out so I was watching on YouTube TV, but um, yeah, he's uh, I don't know. It's like they got him on a pitch count or something like that, or 
they kind of like managing his touches and he just hasn't been able to get going. I don't know. I don't know if it's a declining thing or he's just not seeing the ball enough to make to make big plays. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's crazy because last year around this time, like, he was like a legit MVP candidate. And he's been the Super Bowl. He wasn't real effective at all. This might be a lingering injury. I think we might have seen the last of him in his prime. I saw a couple of plays over the season where you, see, you saw that, that burst. But I, I don't know. I think – I mean, definitely if you, if you consider his contract – like something's gonna have to give. Like they're either gonna have to justify the contract by giving him the ball more and giving him the opportunity uh, to make plays like he used to, um, or they're gonna have to ask him for a pay cut or cut him because that's he's he's getting paid to do not not all that much right now. I think he's I think last year he was touching the ball like around twenty to twenty five times a game, and now he's down to like maybe like like 14 times a game now, like like 12 carries, two catches. It's like, what, what's he going to do with that? Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough situation. It's just it's crazy. I was looking at it like, damn, man, like this guy was definitely like in the top in our best running back conversation like last year. And now he doesn't, look, doesn't even look like he's an elite running back anymore. I mean, well, to be fair, part of it is their offensive line. Their offensive line last year was a lot better. I think they were like probably like uh, I think in like DVOA they were like top five and they definitely declined a bit this year. And we've seen with Gurley before, like Gurley when he's had a good offensive line, we've seen what he can do. But we've also seen what happened to him when he was behind a bad offensive line and it was like nine hundred yards, maybe five touchdowns, and he wasn't making all those big plays like he was like he like he was last year. So um it's one of those things where you can't really you can't pay running backs that just too dependent on on having an offensive line in front of them to yeah. be effective. <laughs> yeah, real talk. You know, kind of reminds me of I think it was uh, Bill Simmons one time. He was in the Breakfast Club a few years ago. He said that that running backs had the um, um, the shelf life of a porn star. I'm like, yo, it was funny. <laughs> it's kind of true. It's, it's very true. It's very true. It's it's kind of funny. <laughs> And that's one of those things where it's like, if I was a running back, I like if you're a running back, you better not stay until your senior year in college. Like you better get out of college as fast as you can, because these rookie deals, they're if you're a first rounder, they're horrible. It's horrible because basically they're you're under you're under the team's control for cheap for five years, and then by the time those five years are over, you're like twenty nine years old. Because you're about to be thirty. It's not. <laughs> it's not a good look, man. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, now. Do you think that uh, Tar Gurley's struggles can also play a part into the fact that uh, Jared Grob hasn't been really been that great this season? I mean, he. I know he's getting the yards and so forth, but man, this era, anybody can get yards in this era. I. It's like a common. It's a combination of issues. They kind of regressed a little bit um, when you consider, like, how effective they were last year. That tends to happen, especially you pretty much saw that coming with given how young, um, how young Jared Goff is. 
Okay. And how, you think you think I didn't go to Kentucky to see that all spring on, and how the defense going to have time to adjust to um to Sean McVay's system. I mean, the one bright spot in that offense has been Cooper Cup. Oh yeah, him and, him and Jared Goff definitely have a legit connection. Or it might just be Cup himself is just the real deal. But he's been he's been he's been showing improving um, since he came back from his ACL injury. But yeah, he, he, he looks better than ever. I think. Was the yeah, last he's, he's looking great. He's looking great so far. So I, I I definitely do think again like the offensive line play has has tailed off a little bit. So you could see a decline coming. I think that I think that people just really underestimated how good the offensive line was last year and how it really was a strength of their offense. Uh, and it's definitely played a big factor in why that offense isn't anywhere near as good as it was last year, this year. Yeah, I, I hear that, but I, I feel like um, that like Goff is still is looking like like he hasn't like, off that Super Bowl loss because when it was really horrible in the Super Bowl, it looking like it's kind of lingering on right now into the season because of your point. It looked like he's regressed back to the point where he was with Jeff Fisher, and this is the guy that they gave a lot of big money to. I wouldn't say he's he's Jeff Fisher bad. I, th- I think he's still decent. He's just still decent. He's a decent quarterback. I just think he's just he's just you know, he's come off that. He was probably on the borderline elite last year. <laughs> it just they they it's shown that he still has has some growing to do. He's fine. I don't I don't see him blossoming into like like a like one of the top QBs in the league. I think I think he's going to be pretty good for his career. I think he's going to be serviceable. So we'll see what happens. I love, I look at him. I feel like he gives me like a Matt Ryan kind of. Uh, he'll give you like he'll give you like these like little outlier years where he's really good, but then other the other years he's just he's high. Oh, okay, well, not that bad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Aaron Donald's play so far? I don't blame Aaron Donald for for ease. He's definitely tailed off statistically. Um, he's not making the plays that he usually does, but I think that's a factor of Endemic and Sue not being there anymore. So defenses don't have to pay attention to him. I mean, he's an interior defensive lineman. I mean, interior defensive linemen aren't supposed to have the kind of impact Aaron Donald was having. So he's probably, I mean, you see like double teams, triple teams, Offenses are doing everything in their power to make sure that they stop him and everybody else um, theoretically should be um, eating off of that, but they're just not. So they got to get it in gear. Um, I'm sure Andrew Donald will, will, so be, will start making some plays. He's, he started off slow with the times before and got it in gear as the year progresses. Uh, that, that, that guy is, is not human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you said, like he was like he started off slow like this last year and it ended up just dominating the league. I think he still got um I think he's gonna um gonna break through this year and I think that uh tonight will be a good place to start seeing how he has like a threat um, I believe um twenty eight QB hits against Austin more, more than against any other QB that he goes up against. So this could be a good time to, put that, um, to test. Yep, he always he always shows up when it comes to this 
So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see um, how he plays tonight. But uh, like again, it's just one of those things where where sometimes people just just look at the stats and they might not look at the, uh, the entire the entirety of what's going on. And it's like it's like yeah, his his uh, his line mate Sue isn't there anymore. So. People aren't 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 as worried about the rest of the defensive line as they were before. No, I hear that, man. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yep. um, but not the flip side to the um the Seahawks. They won two. Russell Wilson is looking like he's having his best year so far. I mean, completing seventy two percent of his passes. That's crazy. I mean, Russell Wilson is the real deal. He's the real deal. You know, uh, Tyler Lockett is. Uh, it's definitely better than. Than, than what people have thought so far. They have a really good connection. Um, it's it's interesting uh, that that get Metcalf has has made a play too uh, there, and then uh, you know, Will just will make some plays here and there as well. Wilson, Wilson oh, is, is, is up there right now. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you think he's underrated in, in a sense like he should be in the conversation with like the Brady, Rogers, Mahomes? Do you think he's left out of that conversation? I feel like he kind of is left out of that, of that conversation. Um, I wouldn't say that just yet, just because he, I, he's never really shown me to be so as a playmaker and as a, as like a, in like the totality of his game, he's probably at that level. But I've just never seen him as the pocket quarterback that those guys are. I mean, if we're just being, if we're being real. It's like even though some guys can run, the best quarterbacks are always pocket, and I haven't seen that just yet from him. Um, he's he's very good on the moves. He can he can uh, get out of the, get out of that pocket and make plays. I would put, I would probably say um, Russell Wilson is the most dangerous quarterback on the move in the league, um, just from what he can do. In terms of getting out of the pocket, looking downfield, looking at throws, being accurate on the run, um, choosing when to run and knowing when to slide, and all that type of stuff, and he's compact, so he doesn't get hurt as much. I I'd, I'd absolutely trust him um, as more than anybody outside of maybe I don't know outside of the pocket. Um, it's just I just I just don't see him being as elite as some of those other guys are inside the pocket. No, and, and that's a fair case. Like, like you said, yeah, I, I definitely think that Breeze, Rogers, Brady, Mahomes, all better than than pocket passes than Russell Wilson. But his impact on the game is crazy, though. Yeah, he, the entirety of his game is is absolutely elite. I mean, he's worth every penny that he makes. Definitely, definitely can up, can can put an offense on his back because, especially when you consider, he's never really played with like a. Uh, uh, like a lead 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 lead. Lead. or 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 even like a lead receiver. I mean, Tyler Lock is pretty good. Is he what I call him like a top ten or maybe even a top fifteen receiver? Probably not. But yeah. Russell Wilson's been able to make it work. And 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 if you think about if you think about the offensive lines he's played with, then you then you got to add to that. Then you got to add to that even more. Just just to consider that. He's been running for his life, throwing some guys who are, who are pretty good. 
not necessarily anybody who has been great. So Russell Wilson was real good. I've been I've been I've been saying that about him since he was in college. I knew I knew I, well. I called it that he was going to be the steal of the draft. Oh, you called it? Oh, I definitely did. Definitely did. I, I say it to my friends all the time. I was like, when the Seahawks drafted him, I was like, that guy's the truth. He's going to be the starter. Oh wow! I, I, I didn't. I didn't see. It. I, I I didn't see it because the fact that he's like not the average height of a quarterback. I mean, I know Drew Brees is pretty small too, and he he kills, but that's, a, that's an exception. You know, Heck no! I saw him play. I saw him play in Wisconsin. The guy was the real deal. The guy could play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we can switch gear to the uh, – let's talk about the Pats a little bit. Are you worried about them this um, so far this season after what you saw on Sunday? I mean, I know I know, the, I know they won, we won, but at the same time, it did cause a little concerns, I feel, for a lot of people. Are you are, are you in that um, group? Of, of I'm, not, I'm not necessarily worried about – I'm not worried about that game, no. Um the here are the things that worry me. The thing that the thing that are worrying me is injuries because those are really just starting to pile up. You know, oh, yeah. Got, don't don't, don't, don't discount James Devlin being hurt is a big deal. Um, he's out. Um, Steven uh, Steven Gaskowski just went out on IR. Um, he's that, having, that, that he's, I, I guess he's having a season-ending <laughs> hip surgery. Um, Isaiah Wynn is out right now. I think I think he's gonna. I think he's, you can only bring two people back from IR, so I think he's definitely one that will be brought back um, towards the end of the season. Uh, and I believe uh, Nikhil Harry, he's on IR as well. They can bring him back because I think we need the wide receiver depth uh, for sure. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the extent of his injuries, but he didn't look the same to me on Sunday. Yeah, he was. He was. He wasn't. He was dropping some balls that usually would think he would catch, and the whole offense just looked a little bit off. I think it was just they just couldn't get in rhythm. Like people are saying, uh, they looked bad. Why can't the Buffalo Bills defense look good? Like they, they've been playing really well all season long. Um, I don't see why it's such a big deal that they wouldn't show up for someone like Tom Brady, especially given the game was at home for them. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too, too worried. My thing is, I think this team is about as talented um, as any, any, as any we've had in recent memory. It's just the whole thing is trying to keep people healthy um, to make it through to the end of the season. Uh, and I also think that we're going to find a way to get push on the offensive line when it comes to the red game because I just don't see it right now. But people are blaming Sony Michelle and I think it's not really his fault for him not getting going yet. Just the run the run blocking really hasn't been there. They've been doing okay pass blocking, but I haven't really seen a good push on that offensive line when it comes to the run. Okay. No, no, no. And, and, and that's fair. That's fair. And you're right. I mean, our defense is probably the best it's been in like 14, 15 years. But the offense really concerns me. And now you see why they took a risk on starting AB in the, in the offseason, right before the season started. Because we lack wide receiver depth. He's an all world receiver. It was worth the risk. It, it was a low risk, high reward. Now that he's gone, it, it's like, damn. Like, we're, I mean, we're going to, I would say we're going to finish top two. So we'll have a bye come postseason. But what mm-hmm. would 
admit that with this team constructed, we can beat a team such as the Chiefs, who are about to get Tyreek Hill back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure if anybody can beat the Chiefs, it's us, especially okay. considering our defense. I, I do think, I do think, um, there will be right now. They're they're killing it statistically. I think, I think we're number one in takeaways, and I think we're tied for. Um, the league lead in sacks with, I think, Carolina. Um, I do think a lot of those numbers are going to drop um, in the second half of the season when we start playing better teams. Exactly. Um, um, week, week eight is when we played a team from the playoffs last year. I want to say that the Cowboys? League week eight? I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, do I think those numbers, those numbers are going to look pretty good? We're still looking pretty good over the next two weeks because we have um, Haskins um, with Washington and uh, um, Danny, Danny Dimes <laughs> with uh, uh, with the Giants and two rookies and going up against our defense. Uh, I think Bill Belichick is probably going to have a field day. <laughs> um, so I think I think those numbers are going to stay are going to stay pretty high, uh, but I definitely think the second half. The second half of the uh, season is going to be interesting, I think, and I, and I actually probably pre- almost kind of prefer it. I think, um, especially like after the high that the Patriots have said, I think the media will look at the downward trend of some of the number of the Patriots numbers and start ringing the bell of, oh, are they done? Is Brady too old? Or does Belichick know what he's doing? And that will give uh, the Patriots players that extra fuel that they need going into the playoffs of, of oh they don't respect us to uh, to take us to the promised land for uh, Brady Simmons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we we all see the narrative every year, a little bit shaky, especially the past couple of years. They've been a little shaky for the first like several weeks, but then picking it up right before the playoff time. And hey, we've been in like three straight Super Bowls, came away with two out of those three. We should have, we should have won all of them. <laughs> Yeah, the highest scoring game for a losing team in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. We still, we, that's crazy. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, I do think, but but just to put something out there, uh, Patrick Mahomes is playing out of, out of his mind. Patrick Mahomes is like literally like right now, like best all time. <laughs> Keep it real. Like, if he keeps this trend up, do you think that he can possibly go down as the best quarterback to ever play the game? In your opinion? I mean, no one. I mean, no one will ever unseat Brady just because the rings are just too much. It's like he's the most accomplished quarterback of all time, and just no one else is going to come close. Um, But in terms of just is like as being like the the best player right now, and um, if you had to choose, um, Patrick Rose might be it, man. He's on pace for like he's on pace for for think- for six thousand yards passing and like and fifty plus touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill is on the field. 
That's crazy, man. Honestly, like, I mean, I always thought, like, the best quarterback I've ever seen, like, just from a visual standpoint, with my eyes, I'd be like, you know, Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback I've ever seen. Now I'm like, oh, I think it's Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback. The dude's, like, crazy talented. His arm is bananas. He's, he's like Brett Favre without the, without the in- crazy interceptions. Pretty much. That's exactly what, what a lot of people are saying. He's, he's, I, a lot of people have been saying he's basically, like, like Brett Favre. He's like all the good things about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers combined. And to me, he does he make he does, he does some of those risky throws, just makes it work. The arm talent is absolutely crazy. He's mobile. Uh the guy's smart. <sighs> I he has he has almost zero holes in his game. Like I said, he's again, he's on pace. He's on pace for it's like 6,000 yards passing, and it's like you couldn't even – most people can't name the receivers on his team right now that are playing. Like, I mean, you, I could, but like your average fan or – You can't do it. You can't all do it. Know, all the part we know is Travis Kelsey. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's right now because it's, it's, he's playing with Travis Kelsey and Sammy Rocky. Watkins and Robinson. Uh, there's McCole Hardman. Um, but it's like every week it's a different guy. It's not it's not like he's just focusing on one guy every week. It's a different guy that's 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 scoring for the team. And the running game has been has been okay. It hasn't even been great. It's been more of a platoon type of thing. Mahomes is the engine making that making that offense run. I, I oh, thought yeah. it was I honestly think it was it was Tyreek Hill taking the top off of defenses that were making them so effective. It took like a combination of him and Travis Kelsey, but it's not. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. He is terrifying. I mean, I, I think he's gonna have all the like the individual to take the records when he's done. When his career's done, along I'm mean, obviously saying he's like injury free for the most part. He I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if teams figure him out. It's one of those things where um we'll see if teams figure him out or or what happens when um, he gets his new deal because yeah, he, new he might be he might be he he can he pretty much could demand whatever he wants. I ain't gonna have to give it to him. Um, and see, a part of me, but I remember saying that he shouldn't take the money to cover his team and then take a page out of Brady's book and take less money. But Brady did that like way later in his career. He took the money when he was in his prime, when he was like at a, at a certain age. He took that money, the big contract. Now Brady's is taking it because he's older now. He knows what now he knows what it takes to win. He wants a team to and plus it's more money than he does. So of course he can take less money. I mean, the thing with the thing with Mahomes, the thing with Brady, uh, early in his career he left some less money on the table. I think I think it maybe around I think when it was like his like his third contract that he wanted to get. He wanted to get paid, but then after that third contract, he he, he left some somebody on the table in order for the team to uh, spread it around, which is fine. Um, I think with the way that the cap jumps up every year, that that Mahomes should just take advantage and get paid, especially especially considering considering like he doesn't. He's he's throwing for he's throwing, he already has 15, we're four games in he has fifteen hundred yards passing already a ton of touchdowns and again he can barely name he has like he has, he can barely name most of the players on his team it's like it's like a bunch of like rookies and 
journeyman type receivers. So yeah. I mean, so if any, if any, if there's anybody who is saying I'm justified to have a way bigger piece of the pie than everybody else, it's Patrick Mahomes. So, so it's uh, it's pretty much if uh, if he wants if he wants the moon, they're gonna have to give it to him, and it, it's up to him if he wants to uh, to take less money. It's it's and I'll be very interested to see what he does. Especially given that he had a, a father who played pro baseball, and they and they get they get their money. <laughs> oh yeah, they get. Yeah. Their, yeah. If they get their money. If I was Patrick Mahomes, especially especially given the way that he played, I would ask for a fully guaranteed contract. I want, I want, I want the, I want the top dollar. I want the, the maximum dollars, and I want it guaranteed for for injury or for for skill. <laughs> Period. It's crazy, man. The dude so far, he's 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 uh that that man and Chris ain't facing him whatsoever right now. <laughs> no one's messing with him. It's pretty yeah. much Patrick Mahomes is like a big gap, and he's everybody else. Mahomes even closer to the guy's level on the field right now. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, not even Aaron Rodgers. I, I would. I never thought I would say that. Like, yo, not even Aaron Rodgers is close to Patrick Mahomes right now. It's just nope. bananas, man. Yeah, Brady's in his forties. Reasons forties. I mean, as as great as their careers have been, and as good as Brady still is, and, and, and he is very much elite. Uh, you know, his best days are behind him. It's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Well, man, I appreciate you for coming on, man. Uh, absolutely. I'll probably, I'll probably get ready and watch this game soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. What you doing this weekend? Um, I am. I am probably going to drop by uh, my parents just to go check in with them. I haven't been out there in a little bit. They moved to Fitchburg, so I'm going to try to take the troop and go see the folks and watch baby one dad and then um, come home and uh, get ready for the, the week. I'm closing the books for for September right now, so I'm a little bit jammed up at work. And damn right, man. Well, you have, you have a good weekend, man. I'm about to go. I'm, I'll be off uh, Max's birthday, celebrating his birthday. To know where, uh, where, where, where uh, so I'll be so uh, Well, uh, give me, let me know if you want to be on sometime soon. Definitely. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'll hold at you. Yes, sir. All right, man. Take care. Good night. All right, good All right, so the conversation I had with my cousin about power is coming up shortly, but first, here's a word from our sponsor. All right, here it is, the power conversation I had with my cousin. Now. I'm caught up on power. I watched it Sunday, and then I watched um, the most recent episode. I watched it Sunday, and then I watched it again today. Hmm, okay, back to back. So, uh, what's your feelings? I'm, I'm, what's your feeling? What's your feelings so far on the show this this season? I feel like it's all over the place. It is all over the place, and I feel like everything is moving moving rather quickly. Especially like pretty much every episode, someone has died. Yes, except for okay. this past episode. Except for this past episode, right? Yeah, no one in this past episode. Well, kind of, because Dre stabbed. Um, oh yeah. One of the the guys who was helping push the um their drugs, but yep. I just feel like everything is moving quickly, and 
you know, the showrunner, Courtney Kemp, she did say that the body count is going to be high. And I just feel like everything's moving quickly. It's kind of hard to keep up, especially the episode when Proctor died. Proctor, that was like, whoa, like that was a lot. I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, me me either. Well, I mean, I, I felt like I kind of seen it coming in the sense that he knows so, he knows so much. Right. But I didn't think, I, I didn't think this was going to happen in that moment. That's so true. it'll cut me off in that sense, too. Yeah, that's true. And then, like, with Tariq and him, you know, when he was at Choke, I had a feeling that girl, like, something for me, I felt like something was wrong with that girl. Like, I knew that he could not trust her. And then, lo and behold, she snitched on him. Because I, I guess she felt like he was um, he was someone that was kind of, like, interfering with what she had going on at the school. Mm-hmm. Being the, you know, the one that was, um, you know, giving out the pills to, to the students. So I knew that he could not trust her because I, I just felt it that something she was, something was wrong, was off with her. So off, so off that first, her first episode appearance. You yeah, her, her first, yeah, her first episode appearance because she, I don't know if you noticed, but they were talking and she said something, oh, so um, your sister died or something like that. And then yeah. he, he kind of looked at her like, how would you know that? And he's like, and she said, well, you know, it, it was online or something. And I'm like, why would you be like looking into him like that? Like, what would, why would you be wanting to, why would you look that up if you like didn't have something? So I just knew something was off with her from episode one when she was on. Hmm. That's a, that's a pretty good assessment. Man. Yeah. I didn't, think about it like that. I didn't know what to make when I first seen her. I'm like that now. You're just like having this show revolve around a lot around Tyreek and his environment and so forth. Those just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So, but I never thought about it in that sense. Mm-hmm. I was I was shocked when that um I mean that Angela died in the first episode because I thought she was gonna make it. Um, because I always felt like this show, um, the four main characters Tommy, Angela, Ghost, and uh, Tasha. I thought all of them would live inside the last season, and then one of them would possibly die, mm-hmm. like in. But now I feel like the, the show like dynamic changed so much when she passed away. Yeah. I don't know how they're gonna attack it now. And this is now it's like just all over the place. So many yeah. angles are going. Yeah, I agree. I was kind of I'm not gonna lie. Like for the first after you know the first episode aired, I was kind of like, dang, like I wasn't ready for her to pass away. And you know I didn't believe it until you know they started posting about it, like the power social media pages, and then. Angela, like I follow her on on Instagram. Her name's Leela, and she yeah. posted something about it. I was like, "Dang, like it's really happening!" But then one of the writers said that they were trying to kill her off since the previous season. Like oh she yeah, was, she was supposed to die the previous season. So I mean, but I feel like the way it ended for her was perfect because it was like her and Jamie's relationship. It was kind of like Romeo and Juliet. And with, you know, with Romeo and Juliet, it ends in a tragedy. So mm-hmm. I felt like it ended perfectly. Her The way that her character went out, it was perfect. But like you said, it does change the dynamic of the of the show because everything is all over the place now. Yeah. And I'm not really sure it changes it for the better or the worse. I just got to wait to see how the season plays out. Yeah. So, but what did you take away from this past episode? The so, most? so from this past episode... So I've been saying this whole season, Lakeisha, you can definitely see a character shift between Lakeisha and Tasha. 
Like, I feel like Lakeisha is really trying to be more like Tasha. Like, she's even dressing how Tasha used to dress when she had it all with Jamie. Yeah. Um, she's even trying to kind of, like, step up and be Tommy's right-hand, you know, woman. But I honestly do feel like Lakeisha, she's going to try to push it too much with Tommy to try to get back at Ghost, where she's going to end up like Holly, the way Holly ended. Mm. That's how I feel, like, with that. Um, Ramona and James, like, when they introduced Ramona, I, I'm, I'm still trying to fill out her character because I feel like her and Jamie, like, something's going to happen between them romantically. Yes. I oh, yeah, like, you, can, you can see. I can see yeah, that coming a mile away. Yeah, you can see, especially when, remember when they were all sitting at the table and um, Tate mentioned that, or I think Jamie mentioned that he was no longer married and she looked at him like, Oh, okay. Like, okay. So I guess you, you know, you're available now. So I feel like I could see something going on between them with this last episode though, with um, the robbery at the end that they, yeah. that they staged. I obviously, I don't think that's how it was supposed to end, but I feel like Jamie kind of handing Tate the gun was to kind of push elevate Tate's position because now yeah. he looks like he it's it looks like he's the hero. He saved everyone. He made sure that you know no one got hurt and I feel like that's going to elevate him and help him do well in the polls as he runs for governor. And then I think there's a fact too that it came out that he had a history as being a cop. Yeah. So more of like a civilian um relationship with uh, people in New York and so forth. Mhm. Yep. Yep. So I feel like that I don't think it was part of the plan but I felt like James I, James, his character, like, he just sees so far into the future, and I just feel like his, his character is just very dynamic and really smart. Um, so I definitely do think that that's going to help Tate in the, you know, when he, as he runs for governor. With Tariq, I knew that Tariq was in on it with Vince. I had a feeling. Huh? You did not know that. Cut it I out. had a feeling, no. I did because the episode before when okay. he, when Vince made Tariq call Tommy and um, Ghost to meet up at um, wherever they were. Oh, yeah. At the end, they zoomed into Tariq and the, the look on his face, he didn't look like someone who was being held against his, his will. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I knew, I knew that he was in cahoots with, with Vince to try to lure Tommy and goes so that he could get his money but i didn't think that vince was gonna try to kill them all i didn't i didn't think that that was his his um his mo mm -hmm. yeah so i didn't see that coming with you know well i did see that coming with Tariq, but that i feel like this this past episode was okay it wasn't as big as the, the previous one but I, i'm interested in seeing where things go between Jamie and um, Tommy, because I just feel like Ghost, like he could have snitched on on Tommy so many times, but he refuses to, because he at the end of the day he wants to be friends with him and they want to come together. But I feel like Tommy is pushing back, and so I just don't know like if they'll ever repair their friendship. I just don't. I don't see how it's gonna happen. Yeah, me either, considering everything that's happened between us up to this point and so forth. But I'm really interested to see how uh, the character of Benny is going to come along now. Um, yeah. Proctor's cousin. What was it his cousin? 
Yeah. But his cousin, yeah, because I'm pretty sure he knows that that Tommy or go or goes maybe he feels like killed um Procter and so forth based on everything that Procter told him already in the past. Um, and I'm waiting for to see how that chip is going to come into play. Then when he gave his daughter in the in the bracelet in the um not the bracelet in the uh, necklace mm-hmm. the little uh, piece, I, that's going to come into play soon. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. I didn't even think about that with Benny. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you're right. I do think Benny may probably nor he has an idea that it's one of them because he knows a lot. Because Proctor pretty much told him every not ev- everything, but he told him a lot. Yeah. So, what, what was on the the chip again? That was the chip with the recording from Ruiz, um, in the car when he was in the car with Tommy, and they were talking about how they um I think we talked about how they killed um. Him when they killed um homeboy, what's homeboy's name? Oh, the um the guy who had the laptop, right? Uh, yeah. He was the, a, he... No, not him. But I'm talking about the rec- what's on the recording is the episode from the third season when Tommy and Ruiz was in the car and they were talking about how they killed the drug lord. What's the guy's name? Who they killed? Who they took before? Oh, Felipe. Yes. Okay. That's on the recording. So maybe Benny might discover it because he's, you know, the little girl is with Benny now. So maybe she might say something and then Benny might discover it and he might use that as blackmail, uh, you know, for Ghost and Tommy. Hmm. That's something to consider. Definitely, definitely. That is something to consider. So how do you how do you feel about the acting overall on the show? The acting overall, um, I would say that hands down, Jamie, his acting is superb. Oh, yeah. When you look at him, like, he can go from Jamie to Ghost within a split second. He plays that character so well. Mm -hmm. Tommy, too. I would say Tommy definitely plays his character very well. Um, Lakeisha, Lala... I don't know. I feel like some moments her acting is, is good, but then other moments, I just, I don't know. I'm not feeling it sometimes. I think she's terrible. That's, um, what, that's my opinion. I'm trying to give her some grace, but <laughs> it's, it's not the best. It's really not the best. It's really not the best. Tasha, Naturi, you know her. She's really good, but I would say like Tommy and Ghost, they play their characters so well. Definitely, but but I think that comes from the fact that they are like seasoned actors. They have have had a lot of roles mm-hmm. leading up to this, um, so I feel doesn't matter. But that's why like, I know a lot of people have problems with power for that reason. They say the acting's not really that good and the writing's not that good. Um, but I'm saying like somebody like Lala, Lakeisha. I mean, she started off as babbling a small role, and as seasons advance, she's becoming more in, entered into the storyline. Mm-hmm. So then, like, it's going to show more that she's not really the greatest actress in the world. Yeah, and I think that's why I've never noticed it because, like you said, like she didn't really have a lot of roles in the first pre- in previous seasons, but now she's like season six is like she is part of the storyline in season six. So you you see it, you see it more, and it, it's it's not good. But um, I feel like overall though, like uh, the, most of the acting is good. Like Proctor, his character, um, the guy who plays Proctor does. I feel like he does well. Yeah. Uh, um Tariq, Michael Rainey. Yeah. I think he's gotten better over the over the years. I definitely showed some growth. This yeah. is probably a lot down the line having he's this definitely, role. 
yeah, he's definitely gotten better over the years. But um, yeah, I feel like the, the, the acting isn't terrible, but there are some actors who are better than others, for sure. Oh, definitely. So what do you think about uh, Tasha and this whole um, drug operation she's doing through the daycare? Yeah, so I'm not really sure where that storyline is going, but I do feel like, um, I don't know, we probably might not see him again, but the guy who came into the shop, like, after hours, yeah. I, for some reason, I just, I don't trust him either. I mean, he, we haven't seen him recently, but I do not trust him. I mean, just for him, just the way that he walked in there, I feel like he knows who she is or he knows who Jamie is. And even when Jamie saw him, like, Jamie gave him a look like, he like he just couldn't trust him either, but with Tasha, I don't know. Maybe with her, oh, you're talking about the guy with the with, with the baby shower. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking about the talking about the guy who tried to extort her for money. Oh no, 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 not Zeke. The other guy who came in saying that he had a baby, and then um, he was trying to hook up with her, but then she turned him down. Oh, okay, okay. You remember that guy? Yeah, I remember him now. Okay, him. <laughs> so. But for Tasha pushing money through her, I don't know, maybe she's trying to find, she's trying to prove to Jamie that, you know, she can do this as well and that she doesn't need him and she doesn't need to fall on him. And I think that, you know, she sees that Keisha is, you know, doing something similar. I don't know, maybe she's trying to one up Keisha as well and prove to Jamie that, you know, she can be independent, you know, independent black woman taking care of her kids. Like she can do this as well too. Yeah, I just, I just find it funny. It's like the 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 title has the title power. You see a lot of characters who are like shifting to like to different roles, like trying to gain more power, have more authority. You've seen Tasha in a state of vulnerability, but now she's doing something that she learned obviously through being with Ghost, taking matters into her own hand to make sure that she's fine financially by having some by pushing weight through her um drug shop and so forth and then you see exactly Lakeisha taking a bigger role and helping Tommy out with his with his um whatever he's doing <laughs> his drug um game so it's, it's kind of funny seeing that seeing these characters evolve like that throughout the season yeah and even sorry go ahead oh no I'm saying like even like a dramatic change from Keisha from this season to last season is crazy mm-hmm. I for real and even with the whole power notion, you also see, like, Tariq also, you know, even though he's 17 years old, he's also trying to navigate this whole power realm and, you know, trying to work with Vince, but, you know, he's run into some obstacles. So I feel like all the all the characters, all of their dynamics have changed, and at the end of the day, everyone wants to have that power, I feel like. And so it'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the story ends, like, I'm not sure who's, if, you know, if they'll all be alive at the end or, you know, you know, because at the beginning, before the season started, like, everyone was like, Tommy versus, Tommy versus Ghost, like, whose team are you on? And I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know, because I really don't, I feel like there's a possibility they could both end up dead or one will end up dead. Will the other kill the other one who's dead? Like, I, I really don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they end it. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting too because it's supposed to be a couple of spinoffs of of power. Mm-hmm. So who's going to make it to the spinoff? Yeah, I feel like for sure, Ghost is going to have a spinoff. 
And um, I think Mary J. Blige is on board for one of the spinoffs so far. Exactly. And I think that uh, I, I, I have a feeling that Tyreek is going to have a spinoff. I don't know why. That would, I see yeah, that would be a good spinoff. That would definitely be a good spinoff. Like him in the future, like older probably or or something. But I feel like that would be a good spinoff too. Yeah. Who, who's, who's your, who would you say is your favorite character in Power? Oh, my favorite character. Hmm. I knew you were gonna ask me this question. Um, <sighs> I can't say that I have a favorite character, but I will say that a, a character that really impresses me is Tommy's character. Yeah. Tommy's character definitely impresses me because you see the evolution of Tommy, even though Tommy, you know, plays like his, he's this, you know, bad, you know, like he's his big shot drug dealer, but he still has that vulnerability, that vulnerable side, especially remember that season when he discovered his father and, you know, trying to decide, you know, figure out if his father was playing him or if his father really was trying to be there for him. And when he finally found out that, you know, his father was a good dude and wasn't going to turn him over. Like you could, you could see that how vulnerable he was. Like I recall, like when he was laying in bed with his mom and actually Tommy never found out that his dad wasn't going to turn him in. Right. Yeah, yeah, he did. He Cause did? Um, the next episode, the next episode is when um, Sax came out with the recording. And when the father said, um, said that he, like, he wasn't going to snitch. You only had information on ghosts, not Tommy. Right, right, right. So that, I feel like that's when the demise of his relationship with um, ghosts kind of went down. But I recall him, like, you know, like, just in the fetal position, laid up in the bed with his mom, because he, at the end of the day, I feel like Tommy is always looking for love. When whatever fast, um, you know, notion that is or what area, but he's always looking for love. So I feel like Tommy's character is the one that impresses me the most. I wouldn't say it's my favorite character, but I yeah. feel like I, I'm really impressed by his character because the dynamics of his character and just seeing the different, you know, characteristics of, you know, of Tommy. So I would say like Tommy's character is one that impresses me the most. Interesting. I might have to go with. Well, I don't know. Actually, I probably shouldn't say favorite, but I, I I like Ghost's character. A lot of people are not Ghost and so forth, but I feel like Ghost is a representation, a good representation of a lot of people. Like a lot of guys, we're complex. You know what I'm saying? We like we want one thing, we do something else. I mean, everybody's human. There's nobody's perfect, and I feel like Ghost is like flaws are reality for a lot of people. That's why I like him a lot. I like one minute he can be in a suit, um, talking to, shaking hands with billionaires, millionaires, and so forth. Next minute he's out there doing this grimy stuff. Is it? I mean, I think everybody in a, in, a, in a sense has like two lives, a la social media. A lot of people put on a front of social media, but live a completely different life offline. It's no different than what Ghost does, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Definitely, you know, Ghost is another dynamic character too. Because, um, like you said, like, one minute, like, it's like he switches from Ghost to Jamie. Like, he knows how to separate the two. And you can always see in his face when he's playing Jamie and when he's playing Ghost. So, I just feel like it's he's just a good actor to play that role. So, I, I would agree with you on that one, too. I think, you know, Ghost is a definitely a, um, an impressive character. 
Yeah. All right. Are you, are you looking for? Do you have any predictions for next episode? Next episode. Let's see. So the episode ended with Tommy saying he, he was talking to Lakeisha. He said that basically he was going to handle something because Lakeisha really wants ghosts out. Like he, she wants him dead. So I don't know what Tommy's going to do, but I don't know. Part of me feels like ghosts and Tommy are going to get back together. Like they're going to be homies. And in terms of like the outcome, I think we'll see more of Benny. Oh, yes. We'll see more of Benny. Um, I think it'll be the beginning of him either discovering the the um, the the stick that's on the daughter's chain, but I think we'll see more of Benny. And that's kind of, you know, probably introduce him and, and what his role will be from here on out, especially when it comes to his cousin and how he died. I think we'll see more of Benny for sure. What about you? What do you think? Well, I'm thinking now, I, I noticed something after that, hey, this episode didn't have sax in it and so forth. So I think you're going to see sax now in the episode and then kind of try to really start to pull together the pieces uh, into Proctor's murder and so forth. Because mm. you see how at the end of the episode, how, how uh, Ghost was talking to Tasha, basically says he pretty much knows that it was Tommy that um, that killed Proctor, seeing how Tyreek was on the phone with him like right before it happened. When he looked at the call history and so forth. That's true. Do you think that, you know, I'm pretty sure he's probably pissed off. You think he's pissed, pissed off about it and he's going to try to get back at Tommy or something? Um, That I'm not sure of. I don't think so. You don't think so? Nah. But yeah, you're right. We didn't see Sax. Sax is a dirty cop, by the way. Like, I do not. I can't stand Sax. He's so dirty. Like, he really wants to pin everything on Ghost, but he refuses. Like, even Proctor told him, you know, Tommy killed Angela, but he refuses to see past that. Like, he just wants Ghost. So, it is <laughs> going to be interesting to see, like, if he picks up on the clues and if he's able to put them together. Yeah. That was the. Uh, did you see that? I seen a, a, a tweet on Twitter when somebody said, Tommy's out here got like 58 bodies and all sex is, oh. Well, what, let's see what Ghost is doing. Yeah! <laughs> like, he is so focused on, focused on Ghost. <laughs> Someone said it was white privilege. I was crying. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, yeah, was it going to be good? We'll see what happens on Sunday. And, uh, Kaza, we're done for him. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Um, we'll see. We'll see how the, you know, the remainder of the season goes. But um, I feel like it's going to continue to be quick and pick up. So we'll see. All right. Yeah. Hey, if you want to come on again, we can talk about it again next week and the week after. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, no problem. I'm fine with that. All right, Kajay. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. While we lit,
Michelle said, you know, I like shows for Michelle said, hey, uh, hey, how are you going? He's home. All right, special thanks to the homie Ease, my cousin Norma. Thank you to Anchor, and thank you guys for listening. And if you like this episode, which I'm pretty sure you would, I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, be sure to subscribe to the Mr. Vincent Podcast, as it is available on several platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Um, you can keep up with me on social media if you like as well, Instagram and Twitter, at Mr. Vincent 13 And you can also like my Facebook fan page as well, Emmanuel Vincent. Uh, well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, it's Friday. You guys have a blessed day and a blessed week as well. And we will be back shortly. Until next time, take care. <laughs>